Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Brian Bittler. Rod Zawacki, under the weather today. Well, the guy does uh, shows 365 days a year. He's missed a few, but not too many. I think uh, we'll give him a pass on that. But, uh, of course, we got Brian and myself here today. We've got uh, NFL football. We've got four games and Major League Baseball. I haven't really, you know... I. I've dug into these NFL games a little bit. I haven't dug too much. I'm not, it's, it's some coaches are using this as the dress rehearsal game. Some are using it as the final preseason game. So you really have to pay attention to who's it's playing. It's very confusing. Very confusing. So to me, confusing, well, I see a lot of baseball I really like today. And I say that every Friday and every Friday I seem to just get murdered by the book. So I kept it to three picks on my premiums for baseball and I could have easily had 10. You know, it was like I saw just a lot of games I really liked out there. So um, we'll have to see, you know, if I was smart by by trimming it down, if I left winners on the table, which generally I do when I do that on a Friday, which is square day. It's I think Friday's the squarest day of the week. Like overall, 365 days a year, last five years, Friday's the squarest day of the week. Brian, what do you think? I wish I could break down my winning percentage and find out what I am on a Friday. I'd be curious to find out because it's probably not good, but Friday's right. typically a square. Maybe that's something we should do. You know, it's like break down our winning percentage by day, by week. Of who's the best guy on a Friday? Yeah, like who's the best guy on a Friday? I think I have a few ideas as to who those guys generally are. Yeah. I think I've kind of caught on a little bit, though, you know, and I think my Fridays are getting better, but still, it seems if I'm going to get murdered, it normally is a Friday. <laughs> it, it normally is. They've added a lot more games, like in football, um, you know, to Thursdays and Fridays. And it used to just be, you know, the one game, and now it's NFL plays every week on Thursday, and you know, college football usually has several games on Thursdays. This year, I think it's a little bit lighter on uh, the weekday stuff, but it's we'll nice do- that we get a Friday and Saturday. I know you're the, you're not into this third week, but there's a lot of games going on. Oh, yeah, there's, there's four games tonight. We got seven tomorrow, so it's a breakdown. Four, seven, four, seven, five is the breakdown. In years past, I would never put in plays on the last week of preseason football, but this year's a little different with it only being three games and some teams are playing starters. And so. Yeah, I'm still looking at the games, so I might put them in. I haven't sold um, preseason picks individually this season at all, so – I plan, I don't know, you know, I'm not going to, obviously I'm not going to start today or tomorrow or the next day, but if you bought my longer term plans, which a lot of people did, they bought the Christmas in July special, um, you know, they've gotten those picks. And if you bought my football package, you've gotten those picks and you're going to get a million picks all season. If you're joining us late, once again, Rod is out today. Um, He's feeling sick. He did not send me premium picks for the early show, so we'll just dig into his regular picks and give out one of his premiums um, on that show. So bonus for you guys. And um, he said he might make it back for the VIP show. He might not. But we'll figure that out when it comes. Generally, you guys know, I usually just give it a couple minutes here to try and uh, give everyone a chance to uh, join us. You know, first thing, because the notifications don't generally go out. I have been sending it out on our Twitter, our live show on the Pick Dogs Twitter. So if you follow us, our Pick Dogs Twitter, and maybe I should put that at the top also. Notifications came right out today on YouTube. Maybe because Rod's not here. That could be it. But for the VIP guys, I'll have two NFL premiums. So, Wow. Maybe I will by the time that it is. I have have a full workday plan today, so I'm not leaving the house. Um, I got a lot of stuff to do. I got a few cappers I'm supposed to add to the site. Um, that I haven't done, and I have, uh, you know, I have to work on those college football videos for tomorrow. I know other sites have their college football videos up all week and stuff. And I generally just we have so much content that we're covering every day that I want. I, I know that you guys, we can only, you know, most of us are just dialed in on today. I know this week is a little different, and you know, and next week will be a little different where people probably want to get a, a little bit ahead. But I still like to just wait to the last minute because, I mean, you never know who's going to get injured, who's going to get arrested, what's going to happen, <laughs> change of starters, right? These things all happen 
Um, COVID issues. Yeah, COVID issues. It's like, you know, it's very tough to do a video a week before. You know, the night before is hard enough. I mean, I get enough complaints about people saying, hey, this guy's not pitching, you know, so all that stuff. But anyways, I appreciate each and every one of you. I wanted to go over something super quickly and, um, you know, we'll get into things. I'm super accessible, okay? I'm way accessible. I, you guys can reach me via the chat for on the site or you can reach me via email, but I don't have time to talk games, you know? It's like if you have a customer service issue or you have a question regarding, you know, purchasing something or you can't access something or whatever, I do the best I can to help you, but it's like to ask me information about, like, you know, the Dodgers game or the, the Pirates game or something like that. I wish I had the time, but it's like I I think I've gone over all of those things. You know, I've done videos. We've done the live show. We've done um, all of those different things. So, um, you know, I just ask that you guys please respect that. You know, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm just one person. So it's like, you know, everyone, a lot of people want this one-on-one -on -one attention, but at the same time, it's like, I'm trying to do videos and do the editing and everything, you know, for millions of people, I, you know, just, I'm not going to sit here and talk about how hard I work or anything like this, but think about, you know, think about this for a second. I get up at three o'clock in the morning. I go to bed at nine at night. I'm working the entire time. I don't have any more hours in the day to squeeze this stuff in. I wish I did. I'm going to, I'm trying like crazy to get more people in here to help me that I will have more time to do it. And I'll even add more shows. I'm going to, you know, so um, I'm trying, you know, but uh, I ask you guys to just please respect that, you know. I'm on Twitter. You guys can, you know, once in a while I have time to do a tweet. Hit me up there, you know, not as a DM, as a regular tweet. But, you know, it's, it's like if you have a question, I'm sure other people do too. Anyways, you know, I appreciate each and every one of you, and I, I hope that doesn't come off the wrong way. Someone, Tony hit a 35 to 1 parlay. Nice. Congratulations. I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing a show with Romanelli and Brad Francis, like two young guys. Yeah, I, I would love to see it too, but both those guys have super time restrictions. Yeah, that's true. You know, so that's, that's, that's the issue is that a lot of our guys have time restrictions, and that's why, that's why they don't have it. That's why Romanelli doesn't have a, a show every day. But if you watch on the Sports Chat YouTube channel, Romanelli's doing a daily video there now. So if you go to Sports Chat Place YouTube site, um, Romanelli is now doing a daily video there. So uh, you can get more Romanelli there. But anyways, he just started yesterday. It was the first one for today. So good, good timing on that, Brian. But um, I'm ex I, I really want to talk baseball, but let's go to football first since that's what we do. Those of you that are joining us late, Rod is sick. How do you get the premium VIP? There's a link in the description of every video we do. So if you go in the description of this video, click on the link. It says YouTube VIP premium, and you can sign up right there. So try and make it as easy as we can. I'm sure there'll be some sensitive comments on what you asked for. I'm not sure what that is. Um, but I do know that, um, we do the best that we can. You know? I'm not perfect. That's for sure. I'm not even close. But, uh, anyways, let's just get rolling here. We've got four football games tonight and, uh, Brian seems to be more dialed in right now on these. I still am looking at these, so... Let's see what we got. We got the Lions and the Colts. We've got the Steelers and the Panthers. We've got the – let's just go to those two, Brian. You got anything to say about this? Yeah, you picked the two that I, that I don't have anything for. Those are premium plays. All right. I got, I got two on the other two. All right, so nothing on total or what you think – or the other side, the, anything? Nothing to say? I'll, I'll no. take them. I mean, I'll take them. Oh, I, I'd say the Colts are the team that has something to play for here against the Lions. The Lions, Dan Campbell's just terrible, but they did have some momentum at the end of last week's game against the Steelers with their fourth string in there against the Steelers' fourth string or whatever the whatever string they were. 
But the Colts have guys that are, there's a real battle there for quarterback between Erlinger and Eason um, if Wentz can't make it to the altar on uh, wedding day, right? So it's going to, uh, you know, neither of these guys have, ha- have really lit it on fire. They've both been good, not great. They both have made mistakes that, well, you could definitely hold against them. So it's going to be just a coach's decision, you know, if it's not Wentz. And to me, if you're banking on Carson Wentz, well, you're banking on two games anyway, you know. So it's like you're going to need these guys to to really be ready because Carson Wentz has never made it through an NFL season. And uh, I don't like the odds of him making through one here either. Um, So I think that's something to take into consideration. I think the other side here on the uh, Panthers-Steelers, this is the fourth preseason game for the Steelers. But once again, they have quarterback competition too. And guys trying to make the roster, you have four quarterbacks. And that's not going to happen. You know, you get two and the emergency um, is the way it works in the NFL these days. And, uh, you know, I don't think that the guys that they have are practice squad guys, right? So, like, Haskins... Rudolph and um, Dobbs are not guys that are practice squad quarterbacks. These are all guys that are viable backups in the NFL. To me, I think Mason Rudolph is the worst of the bunch. You know, I, I've said that a number of times. I think Haskins is kind of showing why he was a first-round pick. He was a top-ten pick. He has those tools. Um, and... Joshua Dobbs is an amazing athlete, and he's under, his arm is underrated. There's a reason. Like, when, when, when teams get rid of a guy and they bring a guy back, there's a reason for that, you know? They know, you know? They know. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, you wouldn't shock me if Dobbs would make the roster. Rudolph gets cut. It, I don't Rudolph know if has some I think he has value. I think that, you know, for a team that has bad backups, I think he has some value somewhere. So I think, like, they might be able to get, like, a seventh-round pick for him. Because he has experience. It's just he's not good. Having trouble seeing the comments. I'm going to have to – I'm going to just move them on my screen. That's what I'm doing here so I can see them more. My eyes are not good. I'm nearly blind. Hey, yeah, my eyes are getting bad each year. I used to have 2020s. If you preface a comment by saying, I'm not trying to be rude, that usually means you are. You know? It's, I, it's like, I don't mean to be a jerk. It's like, if you preface a comment that way, generally you do. Right? <laughs> it's like, I've been doing this long enough. I don't mean to be a jerk. I'll just bring out a. I'll just make a comment totally off subject right now, and just you know, the sole point of drilling someone. Anyways, go to the uh, later two games. We got the uh, Beagles up against the Jets. Eagles have been just absolutely hideous this preseason. Joe Flacco, uh, there's a team. Mason Rudolph would be an upgrade over Joe Flacco, a big upgrade. And uh, that's not, you know, that's just saying, it's not a statement on Rudolph being a a viable option. It's a statement on just how bad Joe Flacco is. And um, on the other, you know, and the hope is, you know, that he's not going to have to see the field, of course, right? That's the hope with your backup quarterback. It's a guy, but... When you have a quarterback that's a mobile quarterback and whose main thing is running the football, which Jalen Hurts is, he's not a downfield passer, right? I mean, he's just some guy that is basically a running back playing quarterback. Um, you're the, the scenario in the NFL of a guy like that making it through a 16-game season, is, the prognosis is slim. You know, It just doesn't happen. You need to be elusive like Russell Wilson, not a bury-the-shoulder guy like Hurts running quarterback you see Kyler Murray he's you know he's he's tiny you see him he runs for his life out there but he's so fast you know I don't think Hurts has that gear yeah I've been wrong before 
I like Hurts, I think. I like that Devonta Smith. I like that Devonta Smith. I, I think I think this guy is a superstar. Like I think, you know, I was happy that we got Waddle, that the Dolphins got Waddle, but I see Devonta Smith and I say I think as a pure wide receiver this guy is better. I think that as a route runner, um, he's better. Waddle is more of, I think, an exciting player in the fact that he can take a short pass and he can take it to the house at any time. He probably is a little bit better kick returner than Devonta Smith is. Um, he has those things. Kind of, He's more of a Ruggs type, how Ruggs was in Alabama. Waddle and Ruggs, I think, are comparable. But Devonta Smith is like that same size, but he's more of a... He's closer to a Tyreek Hill than he is to Ruggs or Waddle, which all of those players are good. You know, it's like it's not, there's not a slouch in the bunch of the guys I'm saying. I'm just saying, personally, as a football person, you know, someone watching football and someone who knows the game, you know, to some degree, right? I mean, some people say I know nothing, but um, I think Devonta Smith is the type of receiver that the Eagles haven't had, you know, since maybe Harold Carmichael, you know, a guy that actually can catch a football. And run routes, you know. It's like Eagles. Have, oh, Terrell Owens was bad. Yeah, well, Terrell Owens was was good, but he wasn't really an Eagle. Either. No, right? he only played like a season. Right, he was kind of a guy that they got, kind of like um, the guy who was on the Bears, um, and he played recently. The guy from South Carolina, really good hands. Um, oh man, Alshon Jeffrey, right? Like he's he's. Hey, he went to the Eagles thing was a Steph. No, no, he 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 won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl, is what he did, and he contributed on that team. He wasn't he wasn't you know, he wasn't Shannon Sharp or uh, Sterling Sharp or something right from South Carolina. Though he wasn't like that guy, but he was, um, you know, he was he was a contributor. He wasn't like at the top of his game. He that was a guy that you know his whole career he's banged up. He's a possession receiver in the NFL. You're going to get hit. And like I said, on the VIP, some people are asking, what's the difference between VIP and premium? Also on the VIP, I believe we're adding another capper on the premium and the VIP. I'm 99% sure. So I'll let you guys know when it happens. We don't, we're not big on announcements. Big on just doing things, but um, yeah, I I think the I think Devonta Smith is like I said, it's really the best draft choice. Last year, I think the Eagles kind of got duped. They had like all these receivers that they wanted, and they were all taken, you know. And they ended up with 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 uh, Rager, right? He was kind of like the consolation. Oh, sure, he's still out on him, right? They wanted rugs, they wanted rugs, and he was gone. The Raiders. Picked like Ruggs was not projected to go that high, and the Raiders stepped up and took him because Gruden is infatuated with speed. And um, when Ruggs wasn't there, the Eagles didn't really have, um, you know, they they had already gone. You know, all the receivers were already gone, and that's where they were. He's a good receiver, don't you know, Rigor? But uh, is he this? Oh man, the guy who's the guy they had from USC that just can't catch. He's on the Patriots now, I think. He just Yeah, he was on the Raiders last year. Man. The guy, oh, what's his name? I, I don't know. He's one of those receivers old, that old he, guys don't he looks great on paper. Fundamental issue is he can't catch the ball. Justin Jefferson was still there. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they got Rager in the second round, right? Aguilar is the guy. <laughs> Great receiver, can't catch. It's a problem, you know. Can't catch. College football week zero is tomorrow. There's four games that are, that are real games, and there's a couple console like you know FCS games in there. I've gone over those games, and we'll talk about them tomorrow. I'm not sure I'll have premium picks on those or not. I know the Nebraska Illinois game is super intriguing though, because Nebraska is a big favorite there, and they're so bad. So bad. Terrible. Yeah, he just tells you how bad Illinois is. Well, Illinois is a new head coach, and they have a lot of returning starters on, on defense. 
lot, like I think a, 10 returning starters defense against that lousy Nebraska offense who has no quarterback. Nebraska's two best offensive players transferred out. So it's like if you have an offensive coach, so that, that just means there's fundamental problems on the team. If you have an offensive coach, right, an offensive head coach, the guy who was like the 70-point-a-game guy, right, is what this guy was, right, and they brought him in. And then your two best offensive players both transfer. That tells you something. Your quarterback and your wide receiver both transfer. Your two best players. You know, McCaffrey is now at Louisville, and um, the receiver went to Kentucky. Anyways, Kansas City and Minnesota. Andy Reid been highly criticized this preseason for his play of starters. I don't know. I continue to say the same thing. If you have a record as good as Andy Reid, you're beyond reproach as far as these things go. And I think having your players practice, you know, it's part of it. And you could make the argument, well, what if he gets injured in a preseason game? I say, well, you know, what if he chips his tooth eating an oyster and there's a pearl in there, you know, and he can't, has a toothache, he can't play. It's, it's all part of life. And uh, these guys are football players. I think getting your team in sync under a game scenario, under the time conditions, under the, on the field, all those things, changing in and out of the huddle, you know, all these things that are a real game scenario, it can't hurt. I've seen, we've seen less injuries this preseason than I can ever remember as far as key players. Because they're not playing. No, no, it's not. It, it happens in training. It happens in the training camp, too. It happens in the training camp where the guys miss the season, too. So are they, if they're not in training camp, well, they're going to be lousy in the regular season for that. You know, a guy like Matt Stafford, he's on a new team. You know, we haven't seen him in action with these guys. You don't think, like, learning a new system? He's got a, you know, I read the article on, on ESPN. You know, I read some of it. It was such a long-ass article. I couldn't, you know, who, who could read an article that long? Um, it was, uh, you know, too much fluff, you know. Way too much fluff, but um, the the bits and pieces that I read is that Stafford was was right, and he's you know which because he was quoting Tom Brady, and Tom Brady said you know when he went to the Buccaneers, it's not so much learning the new system, it's forgetting everything that you knew, you know. So Stafford has to do that, you know. And uh, I think I think that you know that's the thing that everybody's waiting for. I think the expectations of him in Los Angeles are gigantic. Anyways. Kellamont, my guy in Minnesota, has not really performed at all. He's been terrible. He's been, you know, he's been lousy. Um, Dalvin Cook obviously has not played in, in the preseason for the Vikings. Coming off the injury. Of course, they hit the lottery last year in the, with their um, first-round pick in Jefferson. who's possible. Yeah, what a great pick. What I mean. It wasn't like a big surprise, though, that he was so good. I mean, he's great at LSU. It's a bigger surprise how bad Jamar Chase is. And when you see Jamar Chase and how bad he is, right, so far. And, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe it's just, you know, a year of rust and maybe it's, you know, these other things. But you see how bad he is, and especially, like, the Eagles fans. They must be saying, thank God we didn't get this guy. And, like, I see as a Dolphin fan, you know, and – I'm not, like, a big Dolphin fan. I'm still a fan because, you know, it's what I grew up with. And if and it says that's, you know, that is my team by, you know, it is what it is, um, you know, you're stuck with it, right? You're kind of stuck with these things. That, man, I'm glad we got Waddle instead of this guy. <laughs> it's like, this guy stinks. <laughs> it's like, and, and maybe he's going to be, a, you know, Hall of Fame superstar, you know? Maybe. He has those tools. But the guys who sat out last year aren't playing so well. That Penny Penay Sewell, he looks terrible too. All the guys that sat out last year look bad. There's not one of them that looks good. You know who looks good that sat out last year? Devonta Hightower on the Patriots. He looks good. <laughs> but everybody else that sat out, like the college, Penay Sewell. Yeah, it's usually not good. Jamar Chase, right? These guys do not look good. But guys like Devonta Smith. I mean, Waddle was injured last year. The Dolphins have, like, the last two drafts, they've taken injured Alabama players with their first-round pick. 
I'll take injured. Who's injured on Alabama? Let's miss the season. Waddle. All right, we got him. How about Tua? All right, we'll take him. But, you know, in hindsight, you know, Tua was seen as the number one overall pick, you know, before he got injured. We got him at five. So, anyways, with going through the entire NFL preseason schedule here, I would say of these games, to me, the Colts are the most intriguing on the board. Even though the line is halved. In that second grouping of games, uh, I think one of the better bets is taking the New York Jets tonight. It looks like they're going to be playing their starters in the first half, and the Eagles are not playing their starters again. The Eagles have looked absolutely brutal. I don't like the way the line looks, but Jets, I think the Jets just have the overall better roster. They're a deeper team. I think they kicked the crap out of the Eagles tonight. And then I'm going to take a chance with the Minnesota Vikings to take the 4-4.5. Four, four uh, they've lost both their preseason games. I think they come out and uh, you know, at least want to play well. Chiefs going to be playing their starters, I believe, the first half again, and so is Minnesota. So I think this is a backdoor cover type game for Minnesota. Late touchdown gets you the cover. What are you selling today, Brian? Up, I took $200 off my football pass. You can get my college football NFL combined for $700 at BigDogs.com premium picks. Last year, 59% in college football regular season. Bowl season was a different story, but we're going to try to repeat that again this year. So that's a pretty good price. And then if you just want today's picks, I got my golden ticket three-pack, two NFL, one Major League Baseball dog that I love for $40 at BigDogs.com premium picks. And if you're a VIP member, you get those two NFL plays for free. I'm trying to see how much my my football package is because I was going to say I'll draw. I'll yeah, what, what I'll do match, you have? I'll match Brian's price. So my football pass is already at seven forty nine. So that's that's a good deal as it is. I'm going to leave it. We had the Christmas in July specials, so a lot of people's monthlies and stuff are renewing on Christmas in July. And what I've noticed, and I didn't know this at the time, is that you can renew at the same price you bought at for as long as you want. But you have to use that link in the email that you get saying that your package is expiring. You'll get the same price that you paid during Christmas and July. It's something I'll advertise next year for sure. It's a good deal. Yep, we already went over it. I said I'll give out one of Rod's premium picks for the uh, premium show, and he should be back. He's saying he could be back for the VIP show. If he's not, he'll send in picks. So we're good on that. We're not going to cheat you. Go to Major League Baseball. I know a lot of people here want to know what, how Brian's thoughts on, on the Metropolitans. They had every chance again to win that game and did not get it done. They had the bases loaded. Um, did not get it done. They had every possible chance. They went down 2 nothing, came back, tied the game at 2-2, they went deep into the game, tied, and once again fell flat on their face. Brian, you still think the books feel comfortable with their position on the New York Mets? You know, <laughs> Do you think it matters? Was, if this game took place every single day of the week, I would be very broke because I would continue to take the Mets if I saw you know the current situation like it was last night. You know, I lost two thousand dollars total in that series, all three games combined, but. Uh, you know, it was a rough one, but overall yesterday was a winning day, and I, I, I kind of took a little bit of hurt off of that loss yesterday with the, yeah, uh, I, with the I, Mets, with uh, the Kansas City Royals cashing late. That's a good hit. I didn't put that. Well, we were talking about the Mets, and I didn't. I, 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 I didn't. I just, um, I that didn't, game was a real, real bruiser. I didn't. Um, you know, I didn't put as much on the Mets to cover your two grand, but I mean, basically, you could just hand me the money. We can kick you in the nuts a couple times, and that would just save you a lot of time and aggravation. I, I would do this again today, though. So, I mean, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, this team stinks. They are in such disarray. Like, you know, I always say the same thing, and it's like, you know, I say it every show, and Brian and I have this argument and discussion, and hopefully you know, we'll have data soon that we can really dig into this stuff a little better. But 
I, I think that, number one, you have to handicap the game. And number two, if the line looks odd from where you cap it, that's when you look at the money movement. And I think that in a scenario when you have certain markets which have a very big other market for betting, right? Our friends, the guys that we bet with for years, right? Before there was legal betting, before, you know, there was onshore, offshore accounts, before there was internet, right? The guys we used to bet at, bet with, right? The guys, right? It's like our guys, right? Our people. Um, those guys lay off action to the legal books in Vegas and other places like that. And that would count in, that would be an inverse effect on money movement. It would be actually money being placed on a team, which would look like money being placed on the other team. And I think a team in a market like the Mets, where there isn't legal sports betting, and there is a big third market betting, um, I think it sets itself up for that. I think it just sets itself up for it. It, it's 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 laying off, you know. It's 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 laying off your handle. It's like they have too much exposure on one side. A, a, like if you're not Caesars, you know, and you're just a local bookmaker, right? Like I said, the people like we're not gonna we're not gonna say that these people don't exist, right? Because they do, and you know we're not gonna say that we've never placed a bet with them because we may we may have at some point, you know, but. At a certain point, a guy like that, if he has an offset of a huge amount of giant bets, like a giant amount of giant bets, he's not going to sit there and take that kind of exposure. He's going to lay that off at a legal book, and you're going to see that as a large bet coming in on the opposite side of what you think you're seeing. And I do believe that there are certain teams and... I'm going to guess so I'm going to guess the ones with legal betting markets like Phillies, you know, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania teams, Pittsburgh, less likely of that scenario. But the non-legal betting states more likely that scenario. Just throwing it out there and I think that's what you saw with the Mets yesterday because there was so much exposure that the books that the that the books had the local books must have had on the Giants. They had to offset that. You can't just sit there and say all of a sudden Rojas is going to learn how to manage. You don't. If you're a local bookmaker, you could be out of business on a game like that. I mean, it's such a mismatch. The Giants against the Mets. You have the best team in baseball against one of the worst. I mean, it was like the Chris Sale exactly. game. Exactly. That's why around the world, in general, the Giants are probably bet very heavy yesterday. Right, and that's why a local bookmaker would need to offset his action so it would look like from a from a, a gambling perspective, that the bulk of the bets are are that the bulk of the money is on the Mets when actually it's money on the Giants and it's just money that's being offset. You know that they're just laying off some of their action to a to a casino or to a local to a uh, to to a sports book. You know because they don't want to take that kind of exposure. So that what they do is they bet the money on the other side. So it's like they don't make the money on on you know, that they would have made, but they don't have the exposure that they had. Like, they're willing to take a certain amount of exposure. Even the regular sports books, you know, the legal sports books, are willing to take a certain amount of exposure. But a local can't do that, you know. A local can't do that. So they have to offset it somewhere. And that could be a large amount. And you could see those being represented as large bets out there. And I believe that's what happened with the Mets yesterday. I do. I, I, I don't see it any other way. You know, is that they offset some of that action. And it's like the books know that, right? The books know this. They know who these people are. And they don't move the line in... in it's not like, you know, it's not... It's treated as a different market. So they're not going to adjust the lines based on that. The books look at who's making the bets. If they know that some syndicate, some betting syndicate is put a dump on one thing like on the Super Bowl remember when the Rams opened as the favorite in the Super Bowl against the Patriots some syndicate like put a dump on the Patriots like right out of the gate on that thing it was like they shifted the line right through zero right out of the gate man they didn't even give you time to breathe and that's how that works so 
I think that you got hit. I think you kind of got duped on that one, to be honest with you. Because it didn't cap out that the Mets were going to win that game. There was no, there was no way it capped out that the Mets had any kind of fighting chance. I, I mean, a loss is a loss. We were talking about one hit in either, both games. It would have, it would have yeah, but the Giants have gotten that hit all season long. And the Mets have it. Oh, I like the Nationals today over the Mets. So. I like the Nationals too. Anyways, let's get to it. Phillies, Phillies, Diamondbacks, Pirates, Cardinals, Orioles, Rays. Any of those three? Well, I'm going to do Pirates and Cardinals on the drive through today, so make sure you tune in and check it out. But out of those, out of that grouping, I guess I would go with the Arizona Diamondbacks just based on value alone. I just think the Phillies are. I don't think Nola's a minus. 245 pitcher now currently it was 210 earlier but uh, the way the Phillies are playing I could easily see them losing this game to Arizona that just, just seemed to Arizona seems to have the Phillies number they did last night we cashed on them and I think we'll cash on them again with Arizona so yeah Diamondbacks for me Are you on the Rays minus one and a half? No, I'm not. I'm not on that. I have the Rays in my parlay video in the Phillies. I, I don't. I don't see it. I just. I. I don't think Nola is that kind of odds. It's not something you could bet on your own. But I, to stick it in a parlay with a couple other big favorites, I think that's the play. I thought you'd be on the Diamondbacks, and I'm surprised. Oh, Taylor Widener. I don't think so. I don't know. Nola just hasn't been that great. The Phillies have been chokers. These are the type of games they lose all the time. So, um. Oh, they are chokers, no doubt about it. Diamondbacks are playing the better baseball right now, six and four in their last ten. Phillies just two and eight. But Nola has been this is, you know, the best we've seen them. I mean, maybe you take the run and a half, but uh, I just don't see the Phillies kicking the crap out of anybody. Got the Indians and the Red Sox. Got the uh, Reds and the Marlins. And we've got the Mets and the Nationals. I like in this one, um, I think I like the Indians here. With I, I know Logan Allen's been terrible, but Rodriguez is no prize. He's not a minus 180 guy on the road in Cleveland. That's for, that's for damn sure. And um, on the other side, um, I also like the Nationals here. I think the Mets are just lost it. The wheels are off the cart. Now they're a team in disarray, you know, with, with the managerial decisions of that series during the week. They've lo- he's lost this team, and uh, the Mets are, are done. Um, they're done now. And they're five games under. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to make the postseason. They're not going to be a wild card team. They're not going to be the miracle Mets. They're going to be a team that finishes up the track, as they say, in the business. Um, they're done. And I think getting the Nationals at this price, why not? Well worth a play. I don't love them, but I think well worth a play. And uh, Marlins against the Reds. Ugh, the Reds pitchers are so good on the road. It's just tough to tough to go against them. Zach Thompson's not a bad pitcher either. I think this is one of those low-scoring, boring games. What do you got, Brian? For me in that grouping, I think the Nationals are a tremendous value here because you've got the Mets coming off of uh, really getting the air let out of their balloon, kind of like what we saw with the Cardinals and Brewers uh, a few weeks ago. I just think the Mets are going to be really flat tonight. Espino for the Nationals uh, hasn't been terrible. Rich Hill, I think he's seen better days. So I like this almost 2-1 to one on my money. I'm going to take the Nationals. Got the uh, Tigers against the Blue Jays. Matt Manning against Steven Matz. Talk about two guys that, I mean, this is the Forrest Gump of uh, pitching here. You never know what you're going to get with these two guys. Then you got the feature game, the Braves. Really, uh, 
one of the tougher weeks of scheduling. They've had two days off, though, coming into this one. They only had to play two games against the Yankees, but they did not hold up <laughs> in, that, in that series. Um, the Giants, of course, just continue to roll as they head into Atlanta for this one. And then uh, Texas against Houston for uh, the Battle of Texas in the AL West. Brian, any of these three? A lot of pictures to hear that I see your name next to, like Stephen Matz and Matt Manning. Yeah, I think the Detroit Tigers are the player. I don't love how the line's moving, but Stephen Matz is just uh, not my type of pitcher, and that's I think it's way too much juice on the road. Tigers 33-30 and 30 at home this year have been a nice surprise. Matt Manning isn't the guy I really love to play for the Detroit Tigers, but I think you're getting a nice value here with this scrappy Tigers team. And so out of that slot, I think that's the best bet in the time frame. I still like the Nationals more, but the Tigers are probably a close second. Um, for me, it's I think just betting against Steven Matz is just something I believe in. I think Matt Manning has just been a little bit better at home. It's a lean there. The Braves-Giants is kind of the featured game there, but you look at it, and the Giants are 15 games the better, you know, so. I like been, the Braves, but I don't want to say it. Well, it's fine. You can take whoever you want. I mean, you also you sat, you sat here and, like, took the Mets and, like, were adamant about it. Yeah, I'm not adamant about the Braves, not at all. But Max Fried has been, he's off, what, a nine-inning? I know it was against the Orioles, I believe. But Fried's been pitching really good lately. And I think this is the, the, uh, the Braves show off for this one. They've had two days off also. He's been pitching well. But, you know, you get into these 3-2 games and, uh, you know. I hate the Giants. The Giants are just, I know you do. Out of spite alone, I just get my oh, ticket. I know. It, 39 games over 500. <laughs> 39 over. But this isn't the game I've My pick, at. my preseason pick to go to the World Series. 39 games over 500. Congratulations. Not the World Series yet. Well, no one else had them. A lot of people on, on the bandwagon now. The under might be the play in the Giants and Braves, but. I think that's a good scenario, too. I think it's like a 3-2, 4-3. The Braves have had a lot of come from behind last at-bat wins, too. So. Yeah, they'd be a lot better with a Kuna in the lineup. Yeah, Rojas has got to go in, in, in New York. He's lost the team. He's lost them. Taking Walker out was probably the worst managerial decision I've seen, well, since Aaron Boone in the early part of the season, every move that he made. Got the Brewers and the Twins. Andrew Albers on the mound. That is a Bittler guy. Yep. Bittler loves He loves him some Andrew Albers. That's for sure. And... Cubs, White Sox. Got Dallas Keuchel at minus 200, Brian. That's, uh, Brian will be on the Cubs there. And then the Angels and the Padres. Joe Musgrove, the only viable option the Angels have at pitcher. Well, for me in that grouping... Uh you might want to take the Chicago Cubs here because I'm going to take the White Sox and lay the run in half. I'm awful in these super square type games. I just think the, the Cubs are just outclassed, and I'm sure the White Sox are going to continue sticking it to the Cubbies. So I'm going to lay the one and a half here at the White Sox on a light play. And then I do like the Minnesota Twins at home. you got the world pumping up on the Milwaukee Brewers, and Andrew Albers basically a career minor leaguer. I think he's 35 years old, but... 55 and 34, 339 ERA over his entire career, 1.28 whip. I mean, he's not going to be a superstar in the big leagues, obviously, but I think he makes most of his limited opportunity here and gets the, gets the Twins a win and himself a win. Kind of like the over in that Cubs-White Sox game. Of those three, I also like the Angels. 
against the Padres. Padres are also they should they should be hoping for the Mets on their schedule. We go to the final three games here. Seattle Mariners, Logan Gilbert. This is a guy that, I mean, he has looked really good this season. And in his last month or so, he has not looked good. He looks like a young pitcher that's run out of gas. Um, and that's where I see Gilbert these days. Got the A's against the Yankees. What a heartbreaker in Oakland last Boy, night. Boy, that was a heartbreaker. That was I woke a up heartbreaker. in the middle of the night and checked the score. I'm like, I, oh. I had Oakland. Heart. I had Oakland. They were down 6 nothing. It was one of those games where you're down 6 nothing, and it was like you look at it and you say, wow, it's only the third inning. It's like, Rod texted me when they were up and he gave me a, the arm signal with the Yankees. The yeah, game. but it's like it was, the type, it was the type of game that you in-game. You know, it wasn't like – it was like it was, they were up 6 nothing. It was It was three bombs. You know, and they were easy home runs. You could see the ball was flying out, but when Oakland hit those two home runs to make it six to two on back to backers off Talion, you knew they were coming back. You know, it was like I was surprised. The only thing that surprised me at that point was that Oakland didn't get to the lead. Is that they were da- is that so when the rally ended, it was still six five Yankees. I thought right there, if Oakland could have got to the lead, they would have won that game. And then that that the way the Yankees won on the overthrow on the stolen base gets the guy to third because that hit you know may or may not have scored the run you know yep i was hoping they would have tied it up that inning yeah rod got the win with the yankees it's a good call hey blind squirrel gets the nut sometimes you gotta throw him under the bus today since he's not here oh we'll put some words in his mouth <laughs> um but uh yeah, I don't have premium on the A's today. I don't love that game. I don't. Lo- I don't like it as much. Manaya pitched pretty well against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. I think these are the type of games that Oakland beats the Yankees. You know, yeah. The Yankees won. I mean, they're rolling. You know, it's, you you can't um, you can't you know, take anything away from them. They're definitely rolling. So I would lean to Oakland with Manaya in this game. I think that I like get a late. I like Oakland too, and I like the price, but it's like it's not something I can give out as a premium pick. It wasn't. No, even, it wasn't even on my list. No. But I, I do. My last night. I I do like. Yeah, it was my only loss last night. These days. You see, I, I still bet the I would still bet the Mets or the Giants, but the Oakland. Eight. Did you have the Padres? I like. I leaned towards the Padres. Scherzer was off the chain, and he was off the chain. It was exactly how I went to bed. What I you expect. It was exactly what you expect from Max Scherzer. Like, a game where they had just used up every pitcher. He was just, you know, he was just a bulldog out there. That might be another game with the Angels-Padres where the Padres have a lot of air let out of their balloon. Oh, yeah. The Angels are the play there for me. Angels just didn't have the pitching I wanted. Right, so it's like, it wasn't a premium pick for me, but it was on my list. Right? So the Angels, it's like. Because the pod, it's a, it's more of a bet of the against the Padres. Let's look at Scherzer's number real quick. Scherzer went seven point two innings, two hits, ten strikeouts, no runs. That is when you when you when you acquire Max Scherzer and you're coming off of a game where you used up, you know, we're nineteen pitchers for both teams combined saw the mound. It's Max Scherzer is a nice guy to have come out there. Seven point two. He gets his hands on the Giants. Seven point two innings, two hits, one walk. The Giants will have him out of there by the fifth inning. That's the thing is that to get to get to, to beat Scherzer, you got to this. And I said this, you know, yesterday. I think I said it on the premium show. Um, to get to Scherzer, you have to get him into the twenties in the pitch count in the first inning. That's the secret. Fouling balls off, taking him deep into the count, getting some hits off him early because that's where he's vulnerable. You get him into the 20s in the pitch count in the first inning. He's out of there by the fifth. If you can't get him into the 20s into the, in the first inning, you're done. He went in 7.2 innings, 104 pitches, 71 strikes. It's like if it's a guy that knows what he's doing out there like Max Scherzer, you got no chance against that. None. Two hits, seven point two innings, ten strikeouts when you needed him most, right? Guys, so money. Love Max Scherzer. 
know Brian's not a huge fan, but guy's so money. Did you like Scherzer when he before he became like a big name? Like you know, back yeah, when he was really. with Detroit? I mean, yeah, I always thought he was good, but he, you could never get good value betting Scherzer. Well, like when they had Verlander and Scherzer, right? Scherzer was kind of the number two there. I don't remember it that far back. How about when Rick Porcello won the Cy Young Award over Scherzer on the same pitching staff? I remember that. That's ridiculous. Doesn't even make sense. It's just so beyond anything, you know. It just tells well, you how skewed opinion Lisa gets. Because he got a, a high line. Oh, go to the parlay. Yep, I got mine ready to go. I'm gonna do the Washington Nationals money line teamed up with the Minnesota Twins money line, and then throw in the Minnesota Vikings plus the points uh, for a three-team parlay. I'll take the uh, Cubs White Sox over with the uh, Houston Astros and. The Tigers. As mine. I think I hit mine yesterday. So, I'm on a roll. I think I hit my... I think I hit the YouTube parlay and the parlay on the show. I've been on... Those that have... I'll, I'll jinx myself. My YouTube videos have been on a heater of heaters. It, so. Yesterday's parlay was the Orioles... Wait. Orioles, White Sox, Indians for me. I haven't even gotten, like, one this guy loses everything or this guy's an idiot in, like, weeks on YouTube. And... Normally, I'm good for at least this guy loses every game. <laughs> I get at least one guy, one of those comments, usually every day. I could like on, a, on I can go I can go ten and five on, on like the fifteen baseball games, and I'll get a comment. This guy loses every game, or I bet two of the two of his picks and lost them both. And if you're pick if I if some if you it's like a, a handicap if you buy picks from a handicap. I get this all the time too. Well, I didn't play those games. Well, I, and my answer is always then, you, you bet your own picks. Then, if you're picking picks out of picks, those are your picks, right? Not the picks you've been presented with. The body of work. Very deep thought. Anyways, we miss Rod. We wish him well. We hope he's back for the uh, PM show. Hopefully he's watching. And uh, if he was here, we'd be putting words in his mouth, throwing him under the bus making fun of his bandwagon and all that kind of good stuff. I'm sure he'd be having his full Yankee uniform on, um, not just the hat, the full Yankee uniform, including the socks. The, the <laughs> socks sure are the best. The, he's still on the Yankees. Brian, are you one of those softball players that wore the socks? Yep. Oh, God. I wore the high socks. <laughs> I still have a pair, I think. I'm sure you do. Do you use them to mow the lawn like you wear no. Black knee socks and go out and mow the lawn in your uh, white shoes. I had, sweat, I had sweat pants too that I had on. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Let's make it a winning day. We'll see you guys uh, later on. We'll see you tomorrow for um, first college football um, action of the year. We won't be having our full football weekend shows until next week, but um, college football tomorrow, seven NFL games tomorrow, 15 MLB games. It'll be our busiest show so far in a while of course Romanelli will be here and most importantly I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow let's make it a winning day